0: Now a stretch on the left, a shot, kick down, kick save, and a beauty from Hill. Somehow, benier got through on Marks. Now a loose puck, sliding save by Hill. What a combo! Aiden Hill, flashing all over. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show.
1: Oh, and a loose puck! So Johnny on the
0: spot from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and
1: live at lvSportsNetwork.com. Here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. A couple of interesting matchups in the National Hockey League. We'll get to those on the town scoreboard in one-timers uh, in a little bit. We also have tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights face the Los Angeles Kings next Wednesday. A couple of pairs. Up for your winning in just a little bit. It is going to be uh, fun on that regard because we'll give away one set now and one set during one timers, but I won't tell you exactly when. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. You know the number, and uh, we should put some kind of skill testing question in play on that. Why? Because just just to make people work just a little bit harder.
2: You you're the guy that never wants to work hard for
1: anything. No, I want Chapman to work hard. Well. Th- Instead of just going one, give a a higher number. Four, five, six. Give
2: a number over 25.
1: (sighs) I'm not sure our phone would would survive, though. That's a good point. This is uh, interesting (laughs) from a dominance point of view. Okay. Vegas is 9 0 1, tops in the National Hockey Mm League, a percentage of about 95 clipping along, Mm -hmm. racking up the, the points, 19 out of 20. Mm hmm. Uh, but there's been some games where they have had to fight and claw, and really grind their way to a victory. Yep. So, in it, it, some ways, you're looking at a team that uh, that is discovering different avenues to a victory. And the other side, it's a wagon just rolling <laughs> yeah. on this heater right now. Yeah. I'm going to go down that path because I don't. I think we spend at least I do, spend a little too much time trying to almost find the route to perfection Mm -hmm. instead of just simply enjoying this ride Mm -hmm. that that has occurred for the the Vegas Golden Knights to start. Leading the National Hockey League, Mm -hmm. these are different categories. The Vegas Golden Knights is the best at Mm -hmm. in the entire NHL. Mm -hmm. When scoring first, five wins. That's tied with the Rangers and Vancouver, but nobody's better than mm-hmm. the Vegas Golden Knights when scoring first. Okay. When trailing first or allowing the first goal, Vegas has four wins tied <laughs> with Boston and New Jersey. Nobody has more wins than the Vegas Golden Knights when the opposition scores first. Okay. So you have the most or you're tied for the most when you score first. Mm-hmm. You're tied for the most when the other team scores first. There's no other option there. Not bad. Because even the shootout, uh, that counts as a goal. Shootout wins. Speaking of shootout, okay, Vegas has the most shootout wins. Wow. At three. They've gone to overtime or pass regulation three games in a row. Mm-hmm. The franchise record is four. So that's out there tonight. It's in play tonight. Wins when tied after the second period. Vegas. The most wins okay. at three. So, again, you're finding ways to record those those two two points. They're tied to the New York Rangers in that one. Comeback wins, five. Hmm. Nobody has more comeback wins in the National Hockey League than the Vegas Golden Knights. Five equaled with New Jersey. Wins in one-goal games. So think about this. nine zero 9-0-1. Yeah. Sounds like you're drilling everybody. Mm-hmm. But one goal wins, Vegas has four, which is the same as four other teams. Right. Four one-goal wins out of the nine. So almost half. Almost half. Yeah. Game-winning goals by a defenseman. Nobody has more than Vegas' two. Yep. And then you get into some of the uh, different numbers. Hits. Vegas leads at 212 and I don't think of them as an overly physical team. Right. I think of Neither them as a very, very solid, disciplined team. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what they're supposed to do in in the execution standpoint. Th- this Vegas team doesn't go run you through the end boards. Nobody really does anymore. But right. there's there's yeah. some teams that you think of that would be oh that team's that team's physical we got we gotta keep an eye out here or they'll wear you down yeah vegas certainly does that by way of their balance four lines six deep on, on the blue line they, they 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 obliterated the florida panthers in that stanley cup final yeah and wore them down yeah a couple of injuries in there but just grind them with a heel straight into the dirt but nobody has more hits than Vegas at 212. A little bit has to do with they played the most games. Sure, but, yeah. but that's the and one final one, takeaways. Vegas leads the National Hockey League with 85.
2: So the takeaway
1: number is not terribly
2: surprising to me. We we had talked I think a couple of a couple of days ago, or maybe it was last week, about the Golden Knights and and what they've been able to do as far as hits so far through, uh, you know, certainly their first 10 games. But I I think that. There's a a team physicality, and it's not always a big hit, but they are going to be physical in in every aspect of the game. And I think that there's just kind of a competitive edge or a competitive nature that this team has and a willingness to, uh, you know, to be physical when you need to be. And, and, you know, you mentioned Paul Cotter and and 37 hits for Paul Cotter. In order for him, and we just talked about it. is 34. Yeah, and and in order for Paul Cotter, I think, to be as impactful a player as he wants to be at this this level, the physicality has to be there in his game, and I think that's why he's been impactful early on for the Golden Knights. He's not shying away from that. He's going out there with a statement every single time he's on the ice to be physical in the context of plays, and it's helped him out.
1: There's physical players who go out and will make you make a play when you don't want to make a play. Mm-hmm. Paul Cotter's a bit of that. Yeah, There's other players who will go out and be physical just to send a message. Yeah, And it doesn't have, they'll finish a check in a different part of the ice, and sure. it doesn't really have an impact on the game. Paul Cotter makes a hit to separate you from the puck, so he can get it back, yeah. or his linemate can get it back. There's a strategic element to paul cotter's physicality that isn't there with a lot of players Mm -hmm. but he's fast he's big he's thick with his body and he's agile enough to throw a hit Mm. and then get back in the play and either recover the puck as a takeaway or like he did in this rink go to the front of the net after throwing a big hit and be able to to finish off a play and that that might be the most impressive part about Paul Cotter's game—not the shot, not the hands, but this ability to separate puck from player. And that—that's the the idea of body checking. Yeah. By the way, it, it, was, it was it was it was never to go out and level somebody with a hit. Yeah. The idea of body checking was to separate the player from the puck so you could get it back. Mm-hmm. He he's at the the root of that with with his discipline of being able to have the speed to get there in the first place.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's kind of a play, obviously, in the preseason where I think that was on full display. It was against Colorado. It happened to be the game-winning goal in that one a comeback victory for the Golden Knights, but he makes a play. He, he makes a hit on Bo Byram. It, 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 turn, it leads to a turnover. Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, they get to work, and Paul Cotter, after laying a big hit, goes where? Right to the front of the net. And he's strong and he's agile and he's quick and he gets there at the right time. He reads the play so well that he starts it with a hit. He initiates that entire sequence and then finishes it off. And that's really what you want to see from him. It's not hitting for the sake of hitting. It's hitting to make sure that you can get the puck back or make a play that sets
1: something up. And I don't mind hitting for the sake of hitting, for the record. I don't think you I, would. I I, I... Sometimes it can change a vibe in the ring. It's needed at times, for sure. And it can make players think twice the next time out that they might get hit and they get happy feet Mm -hmm. or throw a pizza up the middle and, boom, you got some dipping sauce and you're having a beautiful meal. What's your favorite dipping sauce? uh, Ranch. Here's (laughs) uh, a couple of things that make you go, how are they 9-0-1? Okay. And these are good things. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're also they don't go with a nine zero and one start. Okay, if that makes any sense. Balanced attack. Most players with a goal. You've got eighteen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's a balanced attack. It usually goes with a team that is searching for itself, not a team that is just filling the the standings with with, with points. The, teams that that are rocket ships. Mm-hmm are carried either by one line or a couple of players. Okay. Traditionally. It's fair. That's not the case here. No. Los Angeles is, is next with 16, and Minnesota is third with 15. Six players on the Vegas Golden Knights have three goals to lead the team. Mm-hmm. Six players share the team lead in goals, which is another way of saying there's 18 different guys that that have scored. Yeah. That's wild. They're they're one of six teams with six plus players with three goals. Mm-hmm. Like the they, other teams do have that, but it's six, it's three plus goals. Yeah, not well, <laughs> not just three goals. Six players share the team lead <laughs> in goal production. Yeah. Yeah, 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 ten games in. Yeah, that's that's the one
2: for me. Like you look at it and you say, okay, nine zero and one. You're thinking somebody's got six or seven right? Like at least one guy's got six or seven, but it again kind of leads into what the golden Knights did well last year. And, uh, kind of the fact that they didn't have a 30 goal scorer. Now injuries played a part in that for sure. But this is as, as balanced an attack as we've seen a team have in a long, long time. And that was really the, 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 the key to their success last year. And it's picked up right where it belongs this year. Um, but I think you, you want to see at least a couple of guys start to separate themselves from that pack.
1: Most players with a game-winning goal, Vegas, six. Oh, wow. Different that's, hero every night. That's tied with Boston, the Rangers, and Vancouver. We have a team in Vegas, when you have three teams without a multi-goal game from a player this season, mm-hmm. Vegas is one of them. Three teams without a multi Goal game. Wow. Huh. Who are they? Vegas, Dallas, and San Jose. <laughs> now, Dallas is great. One team's good, one team's not. Right. Not even close. So that tells you it's a kind of a good thing, mm-hmm. but it could be bad. Fewest goals for a team's leading goal scorer. Mm. This is not Vegas leading, but they're one off. Two goals is the fewest goals for a team for a a, a team's leading goal scorer. Mm -hmm. San Jose and St. Louis. San Jose hasn't won yet. And St. Louis is three, four and one. Yeah. And then you've got Vegas and Dallas. Huh? So it's how there's one goal between them. Mm -hmm. And now there's, there's six guys with three. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're just getting by with, with just one, uh, St. Louis leading scorer is is Robert Thomas and Brandon Saad. Like two guys lead the team with with two, right? At least Vegas has six guys with three, so the the message kind of gets covered up there. There there are a lot of goals being scored by Vegas. Sure, yeah. it's just uh, spread out. So uh, some of that is you you go nine oh and one, and it makes sense. And the other side of it, you're like how, how really how does it is, is it happen? I'm I'm trying to lean more into. The really cool parts mm-hmm. but I, I do get dragged back to it's incredible how spread out this offense is and it's maintainable mm-hmm. it totally is it's just highly unusual it yeah i
2: think unusual is the, the right way to put it um maintainable is is also a, a way to, to to look at it too because this is again what they've been known to do this is how the Golden Knights are built and you need everybody kind of playing to that level to a degree but you don't necessarily need everyone playing to that level on a night in a night out basis because of the way the Golden Knights are built because of the fact that they've got six guys right now with three goals and that they've had six different players with a game winning goal it gives you an idea that some nights some guys are going to step up Shea Theodore has stepped up on a couple of nights where maybe the Golden Knights didn't have their best game. He made some plays and helped this team win. Goaltending is also another aspect of that, too. Logan Thompson's had some really good performances. Aiden Hill's had some really good performances. And then you've gotten timely goals, whether it be power play goals from, say, a Jack Eichel or a Mark Stone. You've had those types of performances inside of a game that's led to a 9-0-1 start.
1: Awesome stuff. Uh, as you go through it, let's get into uh, Bruce Cassidy what he had to say today. It was a shorter uh, media availability today. I don't, I don't know whether everybody was out of questions because they're nine zero one, or whether they're just waiting to see what's going to happen tonight. But uh, it was it was a briefer uh, appearance. Here's Bruce Cassidy speaking with the media
3: ahead of tonight's date against the Winnipeg Jets. You've seen the Jets once before. What are you expecting from them tonight? Well, we know their top two lines like to generate off the rush. Um, certainly got a few D, they'll jump up. But I think all in all, they're um, a pretty structured hockey team, so we have to be detailed ourselves if we expect to win. I think looking back at our first game up there this year, I didn't go back to last year this time. I did for our first game against them, but I think we had pockets of really good hockey when we were structured in pockets where... They got above us and had some three-on-twos and gained access to our zone and made plays back on turnups that we didn't defend very well but we got good saves from logan so <clears throat> we'd like to clean up some of that so you, you give them if you give them time and space i think they'll generate when you check them well then it's it comes tougher for them it's like they're they're
0: playing the other goalie this time and you guys are going with the same one as the last time what would have been
3: you know, I don't know their rotation well enough. I know Hella Buck's going to get the Lions share of the starts for them anyway, so that doesn't surprise me. He's in. Sometimes, uh, last time, I don't know if it was LB's turn or they want to go against your old team. For us, it's just basically our rotation where it is right now. Uh, had nothing to do with um, the last start. Logan played well against them. We're um, just happened to follow it's his, it's his turn. Um, I think it helps Logan that he's seen them, obviously, so that, that's an advantage. Hellebuck saw us five straight games last year in the spring, so he should, and end years ago, well, the teams changed, but still, he should know our team as well.
0: This is, you're almost at 50% right now with your
3: bullies, pretty close to it, since Aiden's played 60%, Logan's right behind the there. Last night was the first time Colorado rested their starter. Dallas has played a lot 75% of do you think it's an advantage for that you're to go Well, not right now, but it will be. That's what we hope, that we're not stressing one guy. I, they may feel that they're, um, Georgiev is ready for that workload, and that's their call, right? I don't know. Um, same with Dallas. Maybe they have less confidence in the guy behind him. I know in Colorado's case, they just picked this goalie up from Arizona. Uh, so maybe they, they wanted to acclimate him with how their style of play. Uh, I don't know. I can't speak to that. Um, we felt he was a good goal and a good pickup by them, so we'll see how it turns out. But at the end of the day, for us, that's the plan we have in place. And until one falters or health, or we're going to stick to it. Um, we just feel that's the best approach for us. And then come... April and May, if we've played the way we're supposed to have played and we're, we're in the tournament and playing and playing well and extending and, and going series, then, then maybe you do go to one. And the argument then becomes, well, you're, you know, you, you balanced it all year, so why are you going with one of the playoffs? And then the flip side of that is, well, because we balanced them all year, he's got lots left in the tank to, go, to, to have a run in the playoffs. So there's both sides of it, but that's a long way away. Um, we just feel it's the best approach for us. we got two goalies that are we feel very strong, give us a chance to win every night. They may not feel that way about their backups too, right? So that's the luxury we have, or at least we, you know, we've been able to do, you know, execute that plan. And until that doesn't happen, then we're, we don't see any reason to change. Bruce, you guys haven't had your top six to be together yet? Yeah, you're still not tonight. <clears throat> your
1: success you've had is that because you rely as much as you want your team game, and you rely on these guys,
3: tough guys. I think it's a bit of everything, Gosh. I think yes, the way we play. We're not asking 1D to go out and play. Petro plays in Theo a little more than others, yes, but you know, no one's asked to carry the load by themselves. Um, second of all, we rely on our forwards. We're a layered hockey team to help, so whoever goes in there should have support until their, their game gets to where it needs to be if they're a younger guy and it's not there yet or a guy that hasn't played in a bit. <clears throat> and I think we have some good players. Um, that are going in, Ben Hutton's played a lot of games, over 400 games in this league. You know, Pahal and Korzak have, have spent some time around us, played in important games. Pahal played against Winnipeg in the playoffs last year, an important game. Um, so their growth has, has been there. So it's a little bit of everything. Um, understand, I think there's a certain amount of coaching. Obviously, Johnny works with the D and getting them ready to play. So that we have to take some credit for having them prepared and ready to go. But at the end of the day, I think, um, they're good players that can play in the league, and you know that—that's where everybody in the organization has done a good job with our depth. The guys we're putting in there are not—you know—they're not, you know, not going to be underwater right away. They're—they're they're able to to get the job done as long as we manage their minutes and their matchups. We got to do our part, then we believe they'll be able to do their part.
1: Those uh, young blue liners certainly uh, f- taking advantage of the opportunity, and also have uh, blossomed after. A- getting some significant playing time in crucial situations over the last couple of years. I think two years ago mm-hmm. with all the injuries where there's so many first games played and then mm-hmm. last year getting a more uh, season opportunity. Caden Korzak played a month mm-hmm. uh, of hockey last year with the Vegas Golden Knights. Braden Paul was uh, a lot of time and then stand up playoff action.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's it's growth and it's it's the ability to you know kind of get those first couple of games out of the way and then all of a sudden, you've got 10, 15, 20 games under your belt, and now you're feeling a little bit more comfortable in, in this in this set, in this this setting. So I, I think it's incredibly important what the Golden Knights have been able to do in bringing along some of their younger players and their defensemen, and it's really paying dividends
1: now. A couple of players that have been thorns in the side of the Vegas Golden Knights will go it's funny tonight. funny how you said that, thorns. thorns. Well, they're thorns. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Connor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He always seems to score. He really does, yeah. And there's a reason why it always he always seems to score because he does, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andy Kopitar's got the most goals against Vegas all time. Doesn't surprise at, me at, at, at all. Twelve, yeah. But then Kyle Connor's got, got ten. Yeah, he he just finds a way, and he's so lethal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best releases in, in in the National Hockey League. You ever see Kyle Connor like out of, out of his gear? Mm hmm. Just a slight. Slight guy. Yeah. You would never go, oh, he's a professional hockey player, <laughs> like in this big, fast, mean sport that, yeah. that we've, we, we carry this reputation. Hal Connor's just this slight, slim guy, but he, he can fly, and he's got yeah. uh, a release. And Connor Hellebuck, who's going to play tonight, mm-hmm. has uh, the second most wins head-to-head with the Vegas Golden Knights. Do you know who is first when it comes to the most wins? Against the Vegas Golden Knights by a goaltender, there are three of them huh. at, at seven. Connor Halbeck has six. The most wins head-to-head with the Vegas Golden Knights by a goaltender is shared between three players with seven. Oh man! Um, and I would not have guessed
2: this is a two really of the three. One, one,
1: one you can kind of you get it but even that is is a stretch. Are,
0: are we including playoffs? No. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, part of me wants to say Jake Ottinger, but I don't think that he's played enough. Let me go Thatcher Demko.
1: Good guess. No. Oh. Okay. Um, and, and I'm not sure I would have got any of these three either. I'm trying to think. Chapman, you're awfully quiet over there.
0: Well, my my initial thought was Braden Holtby, but when it does not include the playoffs, that would eliminate Braden Holtby. Yeah, from, when you're from... in the
1: Eastern Conference all the time, it's tough to rack up. Yeah, so
0: so it would be someone obviously up west.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Give me UC Soros. Good guess? No.
1: Oh. Okay, Chapman. Give me a give me a guess.
0: Jonathan Quick.
1: That's a good guess, actually, but you're wrong.
2: <laughs> the most
1: wins, and I reiterate, this is not oh, poking fun. Oh, hold on, this is just this Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer is one of them. Okay, because all right. of Colorado. all of the, the the games against Colorado, the other two tied with Philip Grubauer for seven wins head to head with the Vegas Golden Knights. Jordan Bennington, uh. <laughs> remember, remember St. Louis. Had Vegas' number for a while. Yeah, yeah. And Cam Talbot. Mm. Wow. You wouldn't have guessed that, right? Not at all.
2: Not a chance. Because he's
1: played in so many different teams, but he's had more opportunities. But Cam Talbot, Philip Grubauer, and Jordan Binnington. Okay, I
2: feel good I I at least got one.
1: Mm. Well, it took you seven minutes. That's yeah, you only went come through on. half the goalies I in the got, league. Listen, yeah, I got, I give got, it got to Mark him.
2: Giordano.
1: Give, give it to him. Uh, only after Skippy gave it. Only away. after <laughs> you <laughs> couldn't
2: come up with it for 10
1: minutes. Skippy gave all the. Plays in Toronto hey, for Spani- crying out loud. It's a Hispanic Heritage Night. Here. Yeah, it is. The mariachi band from uh, Las Vegas Academy is playing right now. And yeah, they are. Like They are going. They're, uh, is there 20 people? In this band, yeah, we got all Easily. the all the great instruments. Yep. Uh, I was actually doing some research on mariachi bands today because I, I knew it was Hispanic Heritage Night, yeah, and and the Las Vegas Academy band is going to play in the second intermission, and so I was I was wanting to know a little bit more about them, and all I didn't realize there's so many different instruments, yeah. in a mariachi band, and the violin just going, yeah, oh, the, yeah. the the five string guitar I like, can't remember the name of that one. Just soak that right there. Oh, yeah, big I, finish. I didn't even want this, to This doesn't get him. you jumping. Yeah, it does. It's amazing. I love it. Way we go. Uh, we've got one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League to come as we broadcast live from Section 104, T-Mobile ahead of the Winnipeg Jets against the Vegas Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one timer score!
0: It's time for one-timers. One-Timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery.
1: Let's get into it with some tickets. 702-876-1340. What number do we want to accept from a caller standpoint? Ah, Let's go caller number 11. Caller number 11. I thought uh, you were going to go deeper with that. There you go. Next one. We'll send you to next Wednesday's game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, in the uh, meantime, let's uh, bring you up to date on what else is happening in the National Hockey League. What happens first? You know we've got the uh, Hockey Parlay Contest? hmm It's up to $400 now? Mm-hmm. All right. So this week, play for $400 on Friday. We'll give they you know. three games. And uh, if you get them all, you'll walk out with $400, or else we'll add another hundy, and we'll get up to uh, half a thousand. That
2: half makes a thousand. Half a thousand. I like saying that every <laughs> now and then. That's awful. And, and, and
1: people will go, whoa, whoa,
2: wait a minute, what is what, that? What
1: is half a thousand? It's
2: $500. <laughs> just, just say $500. I know,
1: but it makes people think, half a thousand. Oh, boy. Um, that's awkward. It is awkward. Oh. What happens first? Okay. We get a winner in the hockey parlay contest or the San Jose Sharks mm. record a victory that's not being funny and disrespectful <laughs> to the to the San Jose Sharks who are 0-8 and 1. It's a reality because their schedule has been murderous. Yeah. to start and it's not getting any better mm-hmm. as we approach the the next little bit. They are facing either good teams or teams that are playing better than we expected. Yeah. and they're the, so they've got Vancouver tonight. Okay. Off to a great start. Yep. Then they get Pittsburgh. Mm. Pittsburgh's got some good vibes there. They want to stand the cup and they they want to be turning around. there They're not going to let that like that's that's bad news if Pittsburgh loses <laughs> to San Jose. <laughs> then you've got some real issues so yeah. I don't anticipate them uh, misstepping there. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia mm-hmm. playing pretty good. Philadelphia has been out west twice now. Yep. Uh, that'll be the second time. Then Edmonton, Vegas, Anaheims hasn't been on a roll like right now with five straight wins. Yeah. Florida, St. Louis, Vancouver, Seattle. It it doesn't get easy for a long time. No,
2: but we're we're talking about the hockey parlay winner and that could happen as early as this weekend. Do I anticipate the San Jose Sharks being winless against Vancouver and Pittsburgh? That's mm-hmm. the question. Uh, um yeah, I'm going to go hockey parlay contest. I have no faith in the San Jose Sharks. If they don't I'm get to come out and say it.
1: If, if San Jose doesn't get it done right away, then next week mm-hmm. it's Philly Edmonton Vegas.
2: Yeah, no, I I'm I'm full in on the on the hockey parlay.
1: And the hockey parlay contest is difficult.
2: Yes, it really is. Uh, But not as difficult as it is for San Jose to win hockey games, it would seem.
1: Uh, Boston and Toronto playing tonight. Yep. It's a bit of a measuring stick for both.
2: I mean, based on the standings right now, it's more a measuring stick for Toronto than it is for Boston.
1: But you'd like to think that they would both be there (laughs) in the the same area code at the end of the year. I, I would have thought... Toronto would run away with the division this right, year. I agree, 100%. Boston's Boston's start has more respect for me than the last year's mm-hmm. kickoff to the season.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100 on that one. I, I just I thought coming into this year, with the 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 absence of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci and just how much turnover there was with this roster, that it was going to be a tougher go. For the Boston Bruins in the early part of the season, and they have answered every bell to the tune of an 8 and one record and a 1-0 lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second period.
1: The Some of those fancy stats, by the way, mm-hmm. that are out uh, for the National Hockey League, it was Jack Eichel, who is in the 99th percentile yep. when it comes to speed. Yep. Like, not not just short bursts over 22 miles per hour, but 20, 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. 99th percentile so he's playing fast then uh, Shay theodore 36 miles skated this year Oof. how good is that It's a lot of miles uh, hardest shot though this year radko gudas uh, no uh, not uh, uh no what do you mean no there, there's so many other guys that i would have picked like hmm, 650 of them Okay, before I would have went Radko Gudas. Come on, he's the, a powerful guy. He Has the hardest shot in the National Hockey League to date.
2: What did it? What did it uh, top out
1: at? Uh, let me uh, one hundred and one miles per hour, one hundred one point six nine. Well, Nick Hague had like Nick 100 Hague was over a hundred. A hundred mile per hour yeah. shot. Yeah, he was right. See
2: if you would have said that. That makes sense. Yeah, but like Gudas is a is a. Built
1: dude, like he's a he's a stocky guy. He's got power. Like I'm not that surprised. I am that he would have the hardest shot in the National Hockey League. And you're just trying to sound smart by I'm saying you're not that you're not, that <laughs> you're not surprised. I'm not that's trying all to sound that is smart because there's not like that's the one percentile of people that would say Radko. Now, if you had body checks and speed, nah I'd go I'd go Radko. <laughs> I take Radko because he, he's a he's a. Dirty, mean, ugly, fierce competitor. Uh, scoring update, like it's guy. it's 2-0 Boston. Oh, 2-0 Boston? That's yeah, it. Jake Uh and, and remember there without uh, Charlie McAvoy. Yep. Suspended four games. Four games. The uh, the other game I want to bring up involves the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Who have a 3-0 lead on the Ottawa Senators. Boy, did the uh, Ottawa Senators. There's... <laughs> They're now four and four, and they've got a three-game losing streak. And was we talking about it yesterday, yeah. uh, the, the owner, like how it's turned. Yeah, like it was fun for the first little bit. Yeah, and and now <laughs> the uh, reality set in. He's got a player suspended. And Shane Pinto, he's uh, lost a first-round pick uh, because his general manager uh, didn't go down the right path a couple of years ago. And now he's had to fire his general manager, and oh. his team is down three nothing at home against the Los Angeles Kings. And this Los Angeles team has kind of righted its its ship a little bit
2: yeah well it's interesting right because i feel like the results are starting to catch up to how la was playing at the beginning of the year i I think that they were playing better than their record indicated early and right now this team is just scoring at a ridiculous clip they 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 seem to be able to score almost at will uh power play is, is is clicking for them certainly has in this game against
1: ottawa and they're a really really good hockey team no money in goalies. No. And it didn't look great early on. Phoenix Copley still has to find his game. I don't know whether he's uh, going tonight or whether it's uh, Cam Talbot. I would think that it would be Talbot just because it's Ottawa. It uh, is Talbot. And, and going against his former team. But yeah. uh, Talbot's, Talbot came in in the game in Arizona and helped them win that game. Yeah. And uh, Talbot was in goal in the game against uh, Vegas. So yep. they're riding him uh, a little bit right now uh one other one uh for you just uh from thirty thousand feet one of those games that uh, you're, you're keeping an eye on okay the edmonton oilers will host the dallas stars tonight yep dallas beat calgary last night so the woes continued there mm-hmm. it's a back-to-back if dallas wins again tonight and mm-hmm. sweeps that alberta double header mm-hmm. that's going to turn a lot of heads <laughs> like this, this is a team that, that deserved to make it to the third round last year. Yeah, they're good. But was also looked at as, oh, well, they they got by Seattle. That could have gone a different way. They had, they had a challenging first round series. Like there there was different row, routes that Dallas could have had an early exit last year, mm-hmm. and didn't. Mm-hmm. They they it was long series. They've come back and. they've like vegas they haven't missed a beat
2: no I, I think that this is um in in many a weird way a prove it year for the dallas stars um you know certainly they they felt like they were right there and i think they believe they can be right there again i think that they absolutely believe they're a team that should be challenging for stanley cups when you look at the depth that they have up front uh, their blue line's great their goaltender's fantastic and they have been incredibly good early on and you know, I'm really interested to see that game for a couple of reasons. Obviously the Dallas angle is, is one, but you know, I was on record and I've said it a couple of times here. I believe Edmonton playing well and winning the Heritage Classic is a reset point for their season. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate that their first go around after that is against Dallas, a a really good hockey team. I think it's but, a good thing. But you you get fired up for that game, or at least you should be, you better be. And it's going to give us a pretty good indication as to whether or not the Edmonton Oilers are moving forward or right back in the, in the trap that they were the first three weeks of the season.
1: I think it's a really good opportunity for Edmonton to see where their game's at. They're feeling good about themselves. Yeah. Are we really back, or was it against a subpar Calgary team? Because Dallas is not a subpar team. No, they're, they're rolling. They're going to get Scott Wedgwood in, in goal tonight for, for the Dallas Stars on, on the back-to-back whether that makes any difference, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, um, both the television side and, of course, you during the intermissions uh, this evening. But but Edmonton, uh, important game, way more important for Edmonton oh, yeah. to try to establish some momentum because it, if it does fall back, then all the same questions get asked and people will just say, well, it was the Heritage Classic. They, it was a good environment. They found a way to beat a, a, a bad, struggling team right sure. now. And they really haven't made any progress. There's there's pressure or expectations on Edmonton for what is just an, an early season game. Yeah,
2: it's a it's a huge game for the Edmonton Oilers.
1: Those are your one timers, but we've got some more tickets to give away. One more set of tickets uh, to see the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Los Angeles Kings. I wonder if they'll be done scoring in Ottawa by the game <laughs> next Wednesday. <laughs> And it's uh, going to be another Pacific Division battle. Vegas has been great inside Mm -hmm. the Pacific this year. Uh, They have uh, only dropped one single point to a Western Conference opponent, that being the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So they've got things going on that side. And if you want to go to the game next Wednesday on us, the VGK Insider Show, two things have to happen. You have to come up and you have to say hello to Ryan in Section 104 at some point during the night. All right? 876 1340 is the number to call. And if you're caller number 16, caller number 16, Pavel Dorfee, if, Uh if We're thinking of you right now, Pavel, big night tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll be back to catch up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman.
1: Oh, Christopher. Hello, Darren.
0: So, I had the open for John Shannon, and I know you talked about the music, but I was actually a bit surprised that you didn't comment on the other part of it, which featured an SCTV skit with John Candy, who obviously I know, and a fellow named Joe Flaherty, who I did not know, where they played Guy LaFleur and Daryl Sittler, and they uh, did a serial commercial together. But uh, it's pretty funny, but there's definitely some Canadian jokes in there. Um, one I, I, I definitely do not get, but it involves Pepsi. I don't, I don't know that joke. But um, Guy Lafleur took offense to that to that joke in the in the skit. But I was a bit surprised that, that you didn't mention the skit. Like
1: the real Guy at the no, time no, took no, 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 to it. No, 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 oh. no, no, no.
0: Joe Flaherty, who played Guy in hmm. in the skit, John Candy played Daryl Stittler, and, and Guy Lafleur was played by
1: Joe Flaherty. Who uh, I didn't really get the bit. And how it tied into John Shannon. Well, that's that's not, why that's why I left it because it, it didn't make much sense. The connection a, a to a Hockey, hockey Night in Canada.
0: Well, it was a hockey bit from Canadian television.
1: Yeah, but it had it just. I didn't draw the connection to Hockey Night in Canada, so I just let it go instead of uh, talking to you about it because John was there, and yeah. you and I can catch up on it right, right now. Right now, yeah. And and and. I, I've discovered that there was no connection, no. and and I didn't miss anything.
0: No, no, but it's a funny skin. It's a funny bit.
1: Or Is sketch. there anything else? What like what came second to that for the opening?
0: What like what what was in the running for it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I saw that and I liked it, so that was the first one I went with.
1: But but there wasn't anything else that you looked at and went, that could be good too, or like three or four things that you whittled it down to?
0: Highlights are boring. We play enough highlights, so I didn't want Mm -hmm. some kind of special highlight or anything.
1: Do you get what I'm saying right now? Yeah, but... What am I saying?
0: I don't know. It doesn't matter.
1: I, what I'm saying is whatever whatever came second to what you picked, yeah. I go back and pick the sec the no, thing that I'm came not, second. I'm not
0: going to. I, I like I or,
1: like or or like something with a tie to John Shannon to John Shannon or or Hockey Night in Canada. But
0: I have the music. The music is fine. The music is the tie.
1: But the whole open is is for John. I bet he liked it. Not sit. I bet John not, liked. Not gee, God rest his soul. But I, you know what I I. I also uh have come to realize that you found one bit and then you stopped at the one no, bit
0: I, I liked it I liked
1: it all oh, right I know 100%. I know you like that but I'm just saying you, you found one bit and you went ah oh, that's good we got her done what's good like John's been on our show
2: so many times you there's got to be like a pull from him on our show even I, just like hey Kelly hey George like yeah. that would be fun yeah but hi
0: George I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play a bit of him why not? It's his us. segment. It's his yeah, segment, but, yeah. But it's... it's That's his That's his thing. That's his thing. going use it in, in, in the open for him.
1: Can, can we veto the sittler Lafleur bit and challenge you to come up with something that ties into John a if, little bit? If you can make it, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> what? Well, this is the idea. You're the producer, the operator. Yeah. This is your your job. Yeah. You're saying we think that, that that can be a little bit better no i
0: i don't think it could be better it's perfect what
2: <laughs> what we're saying is <laughs> what we're saying is like the joke didn't land
0: but don't, listen it landed with me
2: no but it didn't <laughs> land is what we're saying like do you remember when we were talking about the the game ratings and we're like yeah you got to move off of the shining and you did
0: yes well and it's, it's better because, now yeah but it was better it's the be- same thing no it's better because it was homer simpson You you, you can't top, you you really can't get much better than Homer Simpson. Like, John Candy, epic. It's epic. You you can't, the the guy was a genius. And Hmm. he was great as
1: Daryl Stewart. I I know John's passed, John Candy, and uh, Gee's passed. So I'm, I'm thinking we need something a little bit more current.
2: I just, or something that ties into our guest.
1: Because those two don't bring up Hockey Night in Canada at all and they don't talk about John Shannon at all. But it's, and co- it's, it's a hockey bit. It, well, well, then you could pick <laughs> anything. <laughs>
2: but Hockey Night in Canada is something very specific.
1: Yeah, well, we've got the
0: music for Hockey Night <laughs> in Canada, which <laughs> is very specific. The closing <laughs> credits, by then, the way.
2: Then just leave the music and the introduction. Yeah, like, don't
0: put a bit in front of it. Well, well, but then it takes away from the bit. But
1: well, I'm just saying, as a Canadian... I didn't get it at all. And if Canadians don't really get it, then uh, well, our audience isn't can, really going to latch on it.
2: As an American who watched Hockey Night in Canada, I didn't get it either. I,
0: I don't think Darren speaks for all Canadians, though. He speaks for, oh boy. for Brandon Manitobans. Oh,
1: well, thank you for letting me speak for my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice of you. What no, is no. even
0: happening
2: here? I,
1: I, I, you know what I think is happening? I think we're going to get the same opening next week. I think you are. I believe he's struck gold (laughs) and maybe up for some kind of, what's the Emmy version of radio awards? (laughs) I don't know. He's up for some kind of uh, Les Nessman honor.
2: This is like throwing Letterkenny in front and thinking that it represents
1: Hockey Night in Canada. It doesn't have to. It just has to be funny. So Letterkenny would work because it's hockey. Sure. Great That's execution a, there, bud.
0: Sure, why not?
1: <laughs> like, I'll, I'll give you credit. Like, you have stuck to your guns on this one. <laughs> I like it. I we like have, it a lot. It's, we have, I, I we have like told it's... you that thing sucked, <laughs> and you're saying, no, I'm oh. going to keep doing it. It's it, it's D- Despite the fact that it had nothing to do with John, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, to be fair, it is chatting. If you would have told me you went through seven other things, I might have bought it. But it didn't. (laughs) Hey, we'll talk to you next time.